0: It's the final rewatch The final rewatch The final rewatch It's the final rewatch Before the new season It's the final rewatch them all, the final rewind. Greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back to the final Monday of the final rewatch. My goodness gracious, we are so close, yet we still have four days to go. I'm not including today, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, we're here. Is everyone going to wake up early and just start watching it before work, before school? Are people taking the day out just to enjoy Stranger Things? Um, I wonder. I wonder how uh, the viewership will be right away on the first day. Or because it's a Friday, will things really kick into gear on Saturday? It's a long weekend. It is a holiday weekend. And will things really kind of um, will they jump to the top? right away on Friday or on Saturday. I I wonder. All right, let's not waste any more time because I'm on my lunch break. It's Monday around noontime, little afternoon, and uh, I'm here to talk about Stranger Things 3, Chapter 5, The Flayed. If I'm rushing, if I seem like I'm being quick about things, it's because I'm rushing and I'm being quick about things But I'm not, I'm not going to try to like talk really fast and edit things out and be really, really quick or anything like that If you were just listening to me at one and a half or two times speed, you probably didn't understand a word I said So I don't want to waste any more time, let's get into it This episode kicks off with our, our mall rats, our friends, uh, uh, Robin, Steve, Erica, and Dustin Falling they're falling in the elevator. They are freaking out. We're going down. They they think they're gonna die. And then boom, they stop, and boxes fall everywhere. And Dustin's like my groin. It fell on my groin. Uh, and Erica's like, I'm. They they can't get out. The door's not opening. They, there's like a key key card. That the, is the only way they can get out. Which, I guess that's what happens when it goes to, the basement. But when it's on the On the ground floor, at the top, it can open because it did open for Erica. Um, But Erica's more worried about the fact that she is—you know—she's supposed to be spending the night at Tina's, and that's fine. Tina usually covers for her, but if she's not home for Uncle Jack's party, her mom is going to slit their throats. And I've—I've seen—we've all seen Lucas's mom. She seems rational. She seems nice. I don't think she would slit their throats. Erica thinks, though. Uh, but Steve just yells at her. I don't care if you're going to miss his party. It's not going to matter if we're dead in a Russian elevator. Dustin looks up at the uh, to the ceiling of the elevator. He's like, "Well, what if we climbed out?" So Steve and Dustin do that. They climb up. They look around where they can. They can try to uh, escape. But they look up the shaft, and the elevator just keeps going and going and going. Like it looks like it's miles below the surface, and they realize they have no place that they can go. We cut over to Joyce and Hopper. They go to the next property, the Hess Farms. It looks like somebody's home. There's a, there's a car there, a truck there, and ooh, that truck is the Lynx truck. Lynx, um, is it delivery, transportation? The silver cat logo from the mall deliveries. Remember, Robin figured that out. I love that they don't pay much attention to it. But you, you see it. If you have a keen eye, you'll see it, and you know what's going on. Did you just hear my dog bark? She was barking, I think, at the wind. She was out on the back deck, and I believe the wind moved some branches, and that, that's all it takes. She's in the house now, so we'll see how long she chills in here before she wants to go back on the deck, because it's really nice out. It's not hot like it was the other day, but I am podcasting from indoors, so don't worry about it. So the house looks empty. They're walking around. I mean, empty, like furniture, no furniture, nothing. But they hear something. They hear like a a humming. They see this light bulb flickering. They're like, where is that coming from? And Joyce puts her head to the ground. She's like, it's coming from below us. And then she notices this bed. The bed has a vent underneath it. What's going on here? They lift the bed up, and it opens up to a secret hidden staircase. These Russians have been busy for some time it must have been the entire time the mall's been being built so they go down those stairs but at the same time we see uh uh-oh the motorcycle russian has pulled up outside they go down um and they find two guys in the basement who they can't communicate and you realize oh they don't realize that they're russian they didn't know they weren't expecting russians So they're trying to talk to them, like, Hawkins, please. Hawkins, please. And they're the other guys are speaking in Russian. One of them is the young doctor that we saw um, earlier. He was the one who was put in charge when the other one was killed by the crazy motorcycle Russian who is now right there with a gun. He goes downstairs, but he finds one of the Russians tied up. Hopper gets the jump on him, but he's like, You won't shoot me. You are a policeman. That's my Russian impression. He's like, Oh, yeah? Um, try me. I'm going to give you to the count of three to tell me who you are. One, two, or tell me something. And boom, a fight breaks out. And for the most part, this guy gets the, the jump on Hopper. Machine gun fire going everywhere. Then he gets separated from his gun. Joyce finds Hopper's gun, says Hop, throws it to him, past him, over him, right to the Russian. It was very funny. They run for their life, but not before grabbing the young Russian doctor and running off with him and he's like they throw him in the car he's like joyce drive they they try to um keep they throw down the bed that led to the staircase they throw a dresser on top of it they try to hold this guy off as long as he could as they could this dude is crazy and strong he gets to them pretty quickly but he only gets a chance to shoot at them as they drive off they make it away and that's when he says to Joyce, uh, still think it's our government. Uh, and that's when you realize, oh yeah, you know, the guy, the kids at the mall are already suspecting Russians, but Joyce and Jim aren't at all. So we jump over to the, um, buyer's house and the phone is ringing at five forty-eight AM. Jonathan does not want to answer it, but it keeps ringing. So he, 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 he picks it up and it's Nancy. I'm at the hospital, um, I know, I know, which is, what are you doing there? I know, I know, but I needed to know, and I need you to put me on the phone with your brother. Why? He's not here. Where is he? Is he safe? Why wouldn't he be safe, Nancy? Why wouldn't he be safe? So then you start to realize that Nancy is thinking, wait a second, what's going on with this woman? She needs to ask Will if anything felt this way or looked this way as well. Now, I said the Russian guy was shooting at um, Hopper's truck, and it turns out that it hit the truck a little too well because it now broke down. While Jim is trying to kind of put it... How was I'm calling him Jim instead of Hopper. While Hopper's trying to figure out what's going on and fix it um, and repair it, Joyce is trying to talk to the Russian man about the magnets and um, was... was... Jim Hopper calling him Smirnoff because of the alcohol. But uh, Joyce found out his name is Alexi. We all know Alexi at this point. Um, We all love Alexi at this point. So uh, he's like, come on, I need to get this car fixed. Joyce tries to start it. Alexi's trying to warn them. No, 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 no. The truck basically blows up. um, And Joyce gets out just in time. I don't think it would have... It would have probably... Hurt injured her But I don't think it blew up To the point where She would have died If she didn't jump out in time But she jumped out in time Thank goodness And now They're walking Um They're like Where, where are we walking we're, They're walking to Hopper's Friend More like an acquaintance It's like We're going to walk to Illinois Yeah 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 Joyce We're going to walk to Illinois we'll, we'll get there probably by Friday And they start bickering And um Joyce is like Well you know Maybe we should find someone who, Is there someone who speaks Russian Around here Is there? You know, we need to find a better way. He's like, I'm all ears, Joyce. I'm all ears. And while that's happening, everything fades away, and we just see Hopper in the void with his argument. Why is that? Because Eleven is checking on him. He's like, I found him. He's in the woods uh, with Joyce's mom, with Will's mom. He's like, with my mom. What? Going to Illinois? Wait, where Illinois? so the kids are like trying to figure out a plan they, they wanted to get in contact with Jim Hopper I'm saying it a lot with Joyce and Hopper um, But he's like, you know Hopper going with Will's mom to Illinois It doesn't make any sense And he's talking about the fact that we need to stop the mind flayer Not Billy Because um, and they're like, maybe Elle can help This was happening. Elle was getting her nosebleed tended to by Max in the bathroom. Like, what are they doing in there? And like, girls just like going to the bathroom together. They're conspiring against me. Will's like, you're worrying about that now? He's like, no, no. Well, a little bit, but not really. And then they hear knocking on the door. "Uh, Mike, not now, Mom. But the door opens and it's not Mom. It's Nancy and it's Steve. Groups coming together. My favorite. So we jump over to what I'm calling the under mall And Dustin's on the walkie trying to call for help They're on the top of the elevator again It seems like they slept there overnight Steve's upset because they're still kind of trapped in the same position That they were in yesterday And Dustin's like, well, at least you got to hang out with Robin all night He's like, will you stop it with that silly dream? And um, he, he, you see him kind of get close to the camera Dustin's like, what are you doing? He says, um, what do you think I'm doing? I'm taking a leak Look away, look away And he goes to pee, and you could see this the stream is coming is like bouncing off the wall and coming down near like into the elevator. And it's very funny because Robin's like, Will you please uh revert your stream, move your stream elsewhere? While this is going on, Erica is trying to take one of those canisters and smash it open to get to the green goo. She's like, What are you doing? Um, I look. The human body can last without food for a while, but it can't last without water. She's like, this isn't water. Uh, She goes, it's close enough. It's liquid. If I've got to drink it to stay alive, I will. Then all of a sudden they notice something. We've got company. Luckily, the two girls get to the roof of the elevator. Two guys come in to get deliveries. They notice. (laughs) You smell piss? They notice that, but they leave without any issue. And as they're leaving, the door starts to close Steve jumps down like Indiana Jones and uses the canister that Erica had to keep the door open. It, there's a lot of pressure on that door. It's very heavy, and it keeps the door open for just enough time for them both to escape. Then the canister breaks, that green goo is released, and guess what? It burns right through the floor. And I think Robin said, like, aren't you still want to drink that? They turn around, they notice that there's a hallway in front of them a long, long, long hallway and a long walk ahead of them. So on their way they go. Back at the Wheeler house, Nancy and Jonathan are explaining what's going on with Mrs. Driscoll. They're talking about what time, uh, you know, they're talking about Billy and the sauna and they're realizing the time matches up. They happened at the same time. So it has to be connected. They both have to be flayed. They're like, what? And Mike came up with the term flayed from the mind flayer. Um, they're like Heather must be too. They said Heather, the lifeguard Heather Holloway, and they realize Tom, their boss. They realize that you know that's why he was acting so weird. So they all jump in the station wagon and they head off with Will and Mike in the way way back. Our Russian, uh, not our Russian friend, the bad Russian, the evil Russian, motorcycle Russian. He, um, we see that he found uh, Hopper's burnt out truck. And uh, he found footprints leading away, so he knows where they're heading. So in the woods, Joyce and Hopper are bickering. I think Hopper said, oh, is Alexi your new boyfriend? She goes, yes, yeah, yeah, Jim. Every guy, every man that I talk to is now my new boyfriend. Is that, is that what you're thinking? Oh, why don't, you take him, why don't you go out to dinner, maybe at um, Enzo's? And she's like, uh, Jim, Alexi is running off. He's like, son of a bitch. I think that's what he said. I don't know. He says that all the time. Runs after him. And you realize that Alexei isn't really trying to escape at this point. He just runs off with him and finds um, civilization in the form of a 7-Eleven. So they go in for um, what I call cokes and smokes. They just start opening cokes and drinking them. And the guy there is like, you're going to pay for this, right? They just keep on drinking And um, then Hopper buys some cokes, some some I think some jerky, some cigarettes, and he sees Alexei um, using the icy machine to get just to pour some in his hand, which I think is actually a nice touch because nothing is said. He just looks over and notices that, and the guy the guy behind the counter is like, "What are you, a bounty hunter?" He's like, "I'm a cop," and they see a car pull up. He comes out with Alexi. Now, when he comes out with Alexi, um, Alexi has an icy. So Hopper bought him one. It was never discussed. It was never said. He saw him playing with the machine, kind of fidgeting with it and, and pouring some into his hand. And then he bought him one. See? That just thought was a very nice thing. And while he's doing that, you hear Joyce for a moment talking to Mrs. Wheeler, asking where Mike is. Oh, okay. Or asking where Will is. Oh, he's out with, with Mike. Okay. Um, so they are checking in on the kids, knowing they're up to you know something, but she just wanted to check in and that's how you did it back in the eighties. You found a phone and you made a call so this guy todd he has his uh his nice eighties convertible pulls up and hopper just like i'm conde- I'm commandeering this vehicle for national security this uh this is a dangerous man he's he's killed he's killed many many children and then Joyce comes in and is like, Officer uh, Byers, um, would you like, you know, we're, we're accommodating this vehicle, just letting you know because of this man. She goes, yes, yes. Didn't she say forgeries? Like, yes, killing children. Wait, what? Oh, oh, yes, yes. That's what it is. They basically stole the Todd father's car and the license plate, the Todd father. Um, you know, I have to admit, Alexi. Oh, no, no. Alexi does attempt to escape at some point, but we haven't gotten there yet doesn't happen in this episode. So before I was saying he doesn't try to escape, but for a moment he thinks about it. Let's put it that way. I'm jumping ahead of myself. We go back to the Undermall. They're talking about the green stuff. What is it? What is this? Why was this place built? What is that stuff for? Is it to ma- Is it to make something or to power something? Why here? Why in Hawkins? What is so special about Hawkins? Well, Robin and Erica wouldn't think anything is special. But Steve and Dustin, on the other hand, they stop. They're like, wait, you don't think... Could it be related to, I don't know. And the, the, the girls are like, um, what are you talking about? Do you care to fill us in? But at that point, the walkie turns on and they hear the code, uh, the same secret code. And if it can pick up that signal, that means they're close and they know that that signal can reach up to the surface. So their plan is to get to that and call out to their friends. Over at Heather's house and Tom's house, uh, the, all the kids are there And they for All the kids Except our Mall rat friends They force their way in Using Eleven's Super magic powers So they notice That um, There are chemicals Like cleaning chemicals All over the place Even the fridge Is turned over And it looks like Part of it's ripped out So they can get to Is it Freon Inside a um, a, a refrigerator That that they can um, That makes it cold I think I don't know I'm I'm no chemist, though I did once get a 7 on a chemistry test. Not a 7 out of 10, a 7% in high school. I'm, I made it out okay of the class, but I remember it was so bad. It was worse than getting a 0, getting a 7, that I was sadly, strangely proud of it. Uh, looking back, thankfully it didn't have any major repercussions on my, on my um, permanent record. Anyway, what's up with all these chemicals? They're like, well, Mike and, and Lucas, you know, all these kids are smart. Mike and Lucas are like, well, why would you have mix all these chemicals? They like to create a new substance maybe. And Max is like, did, Will, did like, did you go after chemicals? You didn't do that, did you? He's like, no, this is something new. And they walk into the other room. They find the leftover from that dinner. I thought Max and Eleven were going to be like, oh my goodness, this is how we were the other day. This, is, this was the dinner they were eating. But instead, you know, you joke about, they, they joke about at the newspaper, they call her Nancy Drew, but Nancy is a, a news hound. She is an investigator and she is great at this. So she finds the blood and she's like, oh, Tom, his bandage on his head, he was attacked. And they go to the garage, and Jonathan figures out, well, all this rope here, maybe they were tied and they were moved elsewhere. And Nancy says, Driscoll kept saying she had to go back. We ha- She had to go back. There must be a place. And, hmm, if she wants to go back, we should let her. That's what I think Will said. If she wants to go back, we should let her. That way they can figure out where back is. We jump over to the 7-Eleven, and the police are there talking to the Todd father, our, our Russian um, meanie roughs up the kid inside To get some information on the uh, the people The weirdos who were just here I am not your friend um, We jump over to Hopper, Joyce, Alexei And they show up at Murray's A great sequence where he's like Look in the camera, look in the camera What's your surname? He's like, Alexei or he call, First he calls him Smirnov. It's Alexei, surname, we don't know Open the damn door Murray wants to know his name, but he opens the door with a shotgun in his hand. Alexei says in Russian, you know, get that gun out of my face, you bold American pig. And what's awesome is Alexei says, I may be an American pig, but I also, um, I said something like, but I can speak Russian too, blah, blah. And whatever he said, um, he, he speaks Russian. And he talked right back to him and it was awesome. Inside Murray's, uh, Joyce is getting a little like, she's not sure about this guy. He takes Alexi and he uses what looks like a, a modified um, uh, metal detector to scan Alexei for bugs, I guess, or w- listening devices of some sort. Um, and they're like, can we hurry this along?" And you know he says, "You brought an enemy of the state in my home. I will search him as much as I want." And um, Joyce is like trying to t- talk to him. He's like, "Stop talking." Stop talking. And she says, no. And she's not going to take his shit. She throws it right back in his face, says all this stuff, and we dang to you because you're the only one who speaks Russian and blah, 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 and you're going to help us. And he, uh, Murray's just like, oh, he's left speechless. And I love that. And I think that's him in a, in a weird way. He's like, okay, I, I like her. Like, I'm gaining respect for her. And I wonder when he makes the connection I forget when he makes the connection of who um, her son is because that'll be cool to see so we jump back to the under mall and there um, they they find what looks to be basically an underground lair, an office park uh, um, this whole this whole like giant setup and Erica thinks she found what could be a comms room she because she's I mean all these kids are geniuses. So they're like, you sure? She's like, yes, I'm sure. She saw this communication area. So they sneak in. When a guy leaves, they sneak in, close the door, turn around, and realize they're not alone. So it's very funny when Robin tries to reason with this guy speaking Russian, but she just keeps saying the code like the silver cat. Silver cat. Um, And this guy's like, oh, he reaches for his gun. And then Steve just... um, Attacks, he goes crazy and he attacks He beats this guy, hits him over the head Knocks him out and, and Dustin's like Dude, you did it You want a fight um, Now Erica and Dustin are arguing What they need to do next While Robin um, goes up these steps Because she sees this blue glow and she's like Guys, you need to see this They all go and look and Dustin's like Holy shit, and that's when they see it And that's when we see it The giant, giant Activated functioning laser beam, just like the one we saw in Russia, trying to open up the gate, trying to open up the rift in a new spot, because this isn't the lab anymore. They're just trying to find a new place where they can use the laser to get through. Um, they must have found a, a hot spot or something, or they just know that if they use this laser at this calibration, you can shoot it anywhere and, and get to a gate, and they know that Hawkins has... Um, had some gate activity, so I would say it's safe to say that that's a good place to start, uh, since it didn't work for them in back in Soviet Russia. So we jump over to the hospital, and all of them try to sneak up to go see Mrs. Driscoll, but she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm Miss, I'm Nancy Driscoll's, I'm Mrs. Driscoll's grandchild." She's like, "I don't care who you are, two visitors at a time." So it's uh, just Jonathan and Nancy who are going up the elevator. And it's a little awkward for a moment You know, Nancy's like Those things I said yesterday You know, I just want to uh, I didn't mean it And he's like, no He goes, um What you said You were completely right And I apologize And they they both kind of apologize And they're like, good, okay You're right And they smile And you realize, okay Everything's good with them. Phew, thank God Now if we can just get Mike and Eleven To have everything good with them Um Downstairs, we see Lucas and Mike trying to get to a vending machine, some candy. Uh, it was a Kit Kat that gets um, locked, doesn't fall, and all of a sudden, all this candy falls. They look over, and um, Eleven's got a little blood coming out of her nose. Um, and Lucas is like, "Oh, maybe that's um, that's your opening to go and talk to her, try to you know fix things." Because what else are they doing? They have nothing else to do but hang out and wait. Nancy and um, Jonathan go into Mrs. Driscoll's room, but she isn't there. But guess who is there? Tom. He shows up. He's like, "Oh, she's not here anymore, uh, but I am." I, you know. And then all of a sudden, we see Jake Busey, who I can't remember his character at all. And they're both flayed. You know, they're both compromised, activated. Uh, so they, um, Nancy and Jonathan, are in yeah, they're in big trouble. Downstairs, the kids are hanging out. Eating candy. Oh, didn't they run off past Tom? They they got the jump on him. But then they see um, uh, Jake Busey outside as well, the blonde guy. I can't remember his character's name. I said that already. So they run off downstairs. Uh, They're hanging out, eating candy. Mike and Eleven are talking and smiling, while while you know upstairs it's complete anarchy. There's dead bodies. Um, They run together and lock themselves in a room, but the phone isn't connecting. Because the nurse downstairs is talking to someone. And apparently there's only one line. So Busey shows up. He's like, I'm here for you, Nancy Drew. And he, he comes in, smashes his way into the room, beats up Jonathan. Uh, Nancy stabs him in the back with some scissors. And now he's just slowly walking towards her as she runs out of the room, leading him away. Tom comes in and now is beating the crap out of Jonathan pretty much almost knocks him out, is about to stab him when Nancy knocks out Jake Busey, because I don't know his character. I'll just keep calling him Jake Busey. Uh, She takes a fire extinguisher, smashes him right in the face. At the same time, Tom kind of reacts to that, and it gives Jonathan a moment to stab him in the neck with scissors. They both drop to the ground, like, (laughs) blah, 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 freaking out. Um, Lights are flickering, that's when Will downstairs notices something. He's like, he stands up, and he's like, he, he can sense it. The bodies upstairs start convulsing. And then they melt into goo. Disgusting goo. And just like the rat, the goo is now traveling. Traveling in the hall. Both bodies are traveling. They come together. They connect. And they form this disgusting flesh monster that goes, Rush! And the episode ends. -ah. That was a fun, fantastic episode. All of our uh, friends had something to do for the most part. Nancy and Jonathan got some heroic moments. Um, Joyce and uh, Hopper, some great moments. We're we're introduced to Alexi. Murray's back in the fold, which is great. Um, And... Hopefully uh, Eleven and Mike are, you know, together again or friendly again. I, I forget. I know then there's, there's other conversations they have, um, but it seems like they're getting at least on the right track of um, smiling with each other again. That, that's the first start, right? I think that's it. I think uh, I, I used my whole lunchtime now. So I'm going to get back to work. You too, get back to work or get back to school Whatever it is you're doing Um, But Yeah, guess what? We'll do this again tomorrow Won't we? We'll be doing this um, Tomorrow, the next day The next day, it is just like Stranger Things All the time I haven't watched almost anything else In the last few weeks I've been focusing so much on Stranger Things uh, And you know why? Because it's awesome now, my friends, you know where to find me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at GeekMentality. The uh, Facebook is Fans Not Experts. The show has its own Twitter account at Depot, And, of course, everything that we do can be found at FansNotExperts.com slash Danger. So stay stranger, my friends. And remember, I don't care who you are. Only two visitors at a time.